your commuting home with Katz and Cosby. Now, here's John Katz and and Rita Cosby on 77 WABC. Joining us now for the very latest, Curtis, uh, you have some big updates. Oh, yeah. Boy, have these uh, migrants, asylum seekers, or as I call them, illegal aliens, learned the scam of Americans. So they're supposed to only be able to stay in a hotel that we pay for for 60 days. And then they have to go out on their own means. This is the new rules and regulations of the Adams administration. They're all now reporting that they have backaches as if they were applying for workman's compensation, like a lot of gold brick Americans do when they're trying to scam the system. As a result of that, they can't be told to leave. So they can't get out of bed. They're hobbling around at the Roosevelt Hotel. Oh, I need a chiropractor. Now we're going to be paying for medical treatments for these gold bricks. I thought they were here to work. I thought Eric Adams said they're here to work to get a job. Only 1,500 have actually signed up to get workers' papers out of close to 126,000 who have been processed here. When you give them welfare and give them everything for free, how are you going to get them to go out and get a job now? They know they can milk this system like Americans do, who've been here four, five, six generations. So, uh, Curtis Lee, what's the reaction um, from our officials? Because you're right, they were putting it all out saying, oh, gosh, they really want to work. They really want to do this. Obviously, the evidence is showing otherwise. They put it, they put it out there on a silver platter and even said, Curtis, and you know this, even said, we're going to expedite you, put you to the front of the line before Americans. And you're saying 1,500 out of 110,000? Uh, that's not very good odds. Oh, no, that just means they know they got a good thing going. You get paid, right? Basically, we're paying to house them in a three-star hotel. They get three squares, culturally appropriate food. They get an iPhone or a smartphone. They get health care. Uh, they get free transportation. They get Metro cards. So why would they need to go out and get a job? They just lay up in the hotel, and then they can always get a side hustle on the side because how do they afford these motorbikes and Vespas and e-bikes. Very nice ones, by the way. I was talking to a couple the other day, you know, yo puedo hablar espanol. So I was sitting there talking with them. They're like, yeah, they're brand new ones. We got these. Where are they getting them from? Well, they're going to the 2,000 illegal weed shops. By the by the way, that's the fastest growing business in New York City. Any empty mortar and brick store gets turned into a smoke shop, a.k.a. illegal weed by shop. By the way, for the record, I'm going to start doing weed if, you, if the mortgage rates go <laughs> higher. But go ahead anyway, Curtis. <laughs> So, so the Venezuelans, who are good hustlers, remember, Venezuela was the top capitalistic country in South America before uh, Hugo Chavez came in and then replaced by Maduro. So they're hustlers. So they go into the weed shops and they say, hey, amigo, I tell you what, if you could do layaway for me on a Vespa or a motorbike, I'll deliver weed for you. Then they go to the next guy and they say, we just, we have basically an understanding, handshake agreement. We're delivering for that guy on the corner. You need delivery. It's sort of like Grubhub for wheat. They have learned, again, to hustle this system. And there are 2,000 illegal weed shops that are killing the 10 that are licensed and legally able to sell cannabis here in New York City. 2,000. 2,000. John, every empty storefront, and you know there are so many in the five boroughs, uh, is being made available like landlords on a month-to-month basis. Cash. Cash is king. Uh, so if you want to buy uh, any kind of weed illegally, you go to a smoke shop, you buy it, 
And there is no consequences whatsoever. You don't get arrested. Maybe they confiscate your weed. I always ask the sheriffs, hey, by the way, where do you take the, all the product, all the uh, cannabis? It's none of your BIB business. I'd like to know where the warehouse is, that you're not just taking it out of the trunk of your car and then basically selling it to another weed shop. What, by the way, I have a quick question, Chris. Can we just have like 30 seconds or so left? But what's going on? Uh, it's getting cold outside. I mean, temperature is coming. I had a coat on today. Where are they going to put these people that are in the tents? Uh, back to the migrant story. Rita, it's time for you to make some room in your apartment. <laughs> Adopt a migrant today. Come on, husband-in-law David Patterson, do your part. Tell my oldest son, Anthony, he's got to share the rack with one of them. Come on, Chairman Cox. Uh, Everybody needs to adopt a migrant. Didn't Looking Eric forward to that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. But actually, Rita, nobody took him up on that. I wonder David why. Yeah, I wonder why. Rooms. <laughs> Come on, David, yeah. do your part. What? I, I'm, I'm sure we'll do as the best we can. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very political thank you, answer. Thank you, Curtis, for the update. Thank and, you. Uh, <laughs> I will be listening to you all weekend. You're on uh, uh, tonight, midnight to 6 a.m., and on Sunday night, uh, Saturday night, midnight to 6 a.m. Don't sleep. break of dawn, and Don't nobody sleep. better go to sleep. Nobody better go to sleep on me. We're not going to go to sleep. <laughs>